Friday, episode 845 of The Critical Myth. I'm John, your host, and tonight we have... Sweet heavens, it's 2018. This is Gary from Jacksonville. That's right. We are back in 2018, and wow, it's, it's been three weeks? It can't have been three weeks. Um, uh, well, really, John, for me, it wasn't. I just time-traveled. I couldn't wait. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we can, yeah. yeah. We can just, yeah, just just pick up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when we have the TARDIS technology right here at our fingertips, it is easy for us to just kind of skip around the timeline as needed. But Yeah, but uh, can you keep the spinning box? Does it have to spin so much, John? Can't we just go straight? What, what's with all the spinning? I get dizzy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, 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 we got to work on the inertial dampeners. That's, that's, Thank what, you. I'm, that's Thank what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, so, Wow. So the holidays. So I, I, I know that uh, there were uh, a lot of things going on to close out 2017 on my end, especially as I had promised binging some shows that I had been uh, kind of collecting <laughs> in the background. Uh, but uh, how about you, Gary? Was there anything that you did to close out 2017? Oh, yeah. No, um, actually, I took the family and we went to Hollywood. Uh, we uh, went to Warner Brothers, knowing the uh, big DC fan that I am. Um, I couldn't resist um, going there. Um, they had... Um, they had a significant um, superhero presence in the studios. Um, they had a whole exhibit with uh, most of the uh, uh, Wonder Woman costumes, as well as um, the uh, Batman Superman um, movie costumes, uh, specifically the Batman-related ones. They had an exhibit with uh, the last five um, Batmobiles that you can uh, go and look around. Don't touch. Um, <laughs> uh, we got to see that. Um, we... Um, what else? I got to see the Water Tower. Animaniacs did not come out. I was completely disappointed. I told them they should do something about that. They said, no. Um, let's see. What else did we do? We also went to um, Universal Studios and saw um, the Harry Potter area over there. As a side note for anyone, if you feel you have to go out to California to see what their Harry Potter world is like, uh, don't bother. It is literally identical, almost brick for brick, to Orlando. They used the same plans and built everything exactly to scale, in, just in a different place. So you're not missing much. They currently only have a Hogsmeade area, no Diagon Alley. So uh, uh, Orlando's still probably the better choice for uh, you Harry Potter fans at the moment. Um, let's see what else. We uh, went to the uh, Reagan Presidential Library, and I won't get into politics on the show. Suffice to say that um, I felt it was a little too slanted that um, they did not talk about some of the shortcomings of the Reagan administration um, and give it, I would have preferred a more balanced uh, sort of exhibit, but it is his library. Um, the views from the building were absolutely breathtaking and gorgeous. You could see for 20 plus miles through green rolling hills. And they actually had a whole Air Force One in the museum um, from tip to tail, from wing wingtip to wingtip. They moved the entire airplane inside this um, amazingly, um, you know, amazing hangar that um, and let you walk through it. So um, definitely a uh, you know fun chance to pretend to be president for a little while. That is quite the adventure. Yeah, it was. It, um, you know, it, there were a lot of uh, things on my bucket list, and as I'm starting to get somewhat older, uh, I, I I'm rather purposefully trying to uh, check off a few more than maybe than I had when I was younger and didn't have the resources to do so. So um, I'm. Um, I'm happy that I get to do that, and my family was in tow the entire time. And it was a uh, well, we we had a really nice time. It was uh, it was a little hard being away from family during the holidays, but uh, having time having that length of time, uh, both off work and school, is hard to come by. And so we chose to um, you know take this opportunity to do it. And so we had a ball, got to drive down Rodeo Drive, see the 
uh, Beverly Hills sign that you always see in uh, shows. And um, we even got to see that cool SpaceX launch, which was a complete surprise. I wasn't expecting it. And um, it was uh, breathtaking. So, uh, yeah, lots of uh, big and little little things. And my last, uh, last little tidbit to just mention before I uh, ter- go back, uh, give, get back into regular conversation was I got to finally go to the Griffith Observatory. Uh, if, if you don't know it, it's, it was in that movie The Rocketeer. It was in uh, one or two episodes, I believe, of Star Trek uh, Voyager. And it's um, it's been in a lot of pulp movies over the years because of its classic Art Deco stylings. And um, it had always it had been on my bucket list for at least 25 years. And I was so happy to be able to walk through it and um, check it off. So it was, uh, you know, as I said, it, this was a, a bucket list trip in a lot of ways for me. And I'm glad I was able to do it. Uh, it's always good when you can take something off of that list. Just make sure you don't take it all off the list. That's a bad sign. That's yeah. Always have stuff left on the list. Fair enough. I'll I'll, I'll, write, I'll add that to the list. There always you. have stuff. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Sorry, since we have the heat on, since it's literally like not like zero outside. Um, well, I know, John, you're in water. New Jersey and it's zero, yes. but you know, for us in Florida, it's about 34 here, and for us, that's that's like your zero, honest. Yeah. I believe you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so basically, I mean, uh, I didn't have too many opportunities to uh, to get away over the, the last few weeks. Um, we recorded right after we saw The Last Jedi, and then after that, I was basically just, you know, I, I had taken off most of the, or the rest of the year from then, and uh, was just trying to kind of decompress from, from all that had happened during the year, um, and, and certainly the, the end of the year rush at work and so on, and uh, just getting everybody back home for the holidays, so... That was a lot of fun, just kind of being able to relax. Didn't play nearly as many video games as I intended to. <laughs> well, I do see your feeds, and you, you weren't, you did not, you got on a little while, at least. Yeah, a little bit. And then, uh, well, you see what happened was, is that um, my son actually came up to me and said, hey, I want to play, I want us to play the same Pokemon game. <laughs> And he did this like the f- the day after the movie, so we basically went to the store and got Pokemon uh, Alpha Sapphire, and that's pretty much what I played <laughs> instead of all the other things that I said I was going to play. So yeah, it, it, I think I logged in thirty or forty hours, which is still uh, quite a lot. Um, that's nothing though because he's finished the game. <laughs> Long, and how long, many hours does it take to finish, to finish uh, more the than game? More than the 30 or 40 hours oh, I apparently put into it. So I'm still not quite at the end. So it, it's impressive how fast he got through it because he was, you know, still still wrapping up school. So, uh, yeah, so there, there was that. And uh, actually, you know, we, uh, my daughter, you know, uh, she uh, got a Switch for Christmas. Oh. So she has been playing Breath of the Wild pretty much nonstop since the day, the minute, I believe, she opened the box. Yeah, she's literally sitting right over there and pointing right over there, and she's playing on it right now. So. <laughs> she can hear me. Uh, yeah, so so yeah, she's been playing a lot of that, and it, she hasn't finished it yet. She hasn't even come close to finishing it. That's a Hurry huge up, one. Chop, that's, chop. <laughs> yeah, that's like the Assassin's Creed games where oh. there's the, there's a relatively short story campaign, but there's a million other things to do. So she's enjoying just roaming around and doing all those things as well. Yes, as, as, as she says, climbing everything, literally everything, because, yeah, that's how it works. So, yeah, there was that, and uh, let's see, beyond that, uh, we did go to Boston for a few days, which was nice, uh, even though it was very cold, and it actually snowed while we were up there, like, a, an inch or two, and uh, funny fact about the roads around Boston, they don't have, like, reflectors or anything to show you where the lanes are. 
So it's a challenge when it starts to snow. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Especially for travelers. So, yes. And we also learned that Connecticut is one big uh, traffic jam. <laughs> so, especially oh since we left the Friday before New Year's. And, yeah, I think we ran into every single possible amount of, of uh, Friday holiday traffic that we could. And, uh, yeah, so we got back on New Year's Eve morning. And, uh, yeah, then I actually wound up hanging out with some of our friends from Anime Jam Session for New Year's Eve for pretty <laughs> until very early in the morning. Cool. Very early in the morning. Um, so, yeah, with, a, with them and a couple of their friends who uh, I've, I've actually gotten to know pretty well in the last uh, month or so. So that uh, was really cool, and it was kind of nice to get a, a little bit of a breather and uh, a good way to ring in the new year. So... Yeah, uh, not not a whole lot of travel, but also a lot of uh, but a, a lot of activity, I guess you could say. Uh, and of course, I think I, I've mentioned here and uh, here and there that um, my son has gotten into Dungeons and Dragons and role playing games, tabletops, and we've uh, we haven't played nearly as much of that as we were intending to either. But we have gotten a chance to do some of that, and uh, so it's 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 been a lot of fun just being able to take a little bit of time off with some bonus snow days right now. <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> today so uh yeah that was fun and yeah just wow here we are 2018 so uh as usual what we're going to do here uh, now that we've done a little bit of a recap of what we've been up to is go into some of the other things that are not the tv shows that we actually do episodic discussion on we'll we'll talk about some movies some shows we've been watched some things we've read and so on and then what we'll do in the next show is get into the episodic discussion. We'll probably only have two shows this week, which is, is not too un, uh, unfair considering the fact that over the course of three weeks, we have um, only a handful of episodes that actually ran. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and dig into that. So, Gary, any movies that you managed to see since The Last Jedi? Uh, yes, and uh, I don't know if we did want to talk about some of the controversy about The Last Jedi, but I'll leave oh, that up, can, to, up yeah. to you as scheduling. But, yes, I did. Um I went out and um, I was looking for a movie that we could see with the family while we were uh, traveling. You know, we'd gotten home a little early one night and there was a theater within a few blocks of where we were staying. And so I was looking for a family fun type of movie. And so we uh, went ahead and chose Jumanji. Um, now, um, if you don't remember one of the original Jumanji movies, um, this I felt had a less of a malevolent uh, touch to it than some of the earlier ones, um, especially the Robin Williams ones always seemed just a little bit dark to me. And this, while there was uh, challenges and danger, uh, it didn't have that sort of dark overtone to it that I felt the uh, the earlier movies has had. And I felt that kept it a little bit lighter and uh, more family fair. Um uh, Rock Johnson was really good in it. Um, Jack Black was a lot of fun. Karen uh, Gilliam was enjoyable as well. Um, Kevin Hart, uh, uh, I don't feel they gave him enough of a part. I don't want to hold it against the actor personally, but um, I just don't feel that they gave him enough material to really uh, judge him. Um, the plot line was um, somewhat simplistic, but at the same time, very uh, fun and humorous. They uh, constantly poked... Um, uh, jabs at what I would call 1980s to early 90s video games. Um, it was um, it was quite enjoyable. Each character had some sort of special power or something like that. Um, my personal favorite was uh, Karen Gil Karen Gilliam's character that she was able to uh, uh, fight. Uh, sorry. Disco fight, I believe it was, um, where okay. as disco music would start up, she could take on ten to twelve guys in a some sort of choreographed assault. 
Um, and it was, uh, it was quite, a, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a little hokey, but at the same time, uh, quite enjoyable, very uplifting, very much, uh, team, uh, a team working together, um, for starting from nowhere and ending up, you know, working, working together effortless, effort, not effortlessly so much as, um, well integrated. And, um, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the movie. It kept me going. I don't feel that the rocks humor got to cornball as he can sometimes do um the jack black character who was um playing um a girl who was inhabiting this i guess 40 or 45 year old guy's body um was interesting they played it as it was an interesting way to handle sort of a uh, homosexual issue while she was uh, captivated by one of the other characters as well as uh, transgender issues. I felt it, at least I felt it was tastefully done. I don't represent any of those communities, so they would have to speak out, but I don't feel that they were made fun of in the um, representation. So uh, I thought it was uh, a nice way to um, be more inclusive to the audience to um, to work uh, Jack Black's character the way they did. Uh, the villain was a little corny. I'm trying to think of who, what his name was again, but um, he was... Uh, very one-dimensional. I wish they had given us a little bit more for the villain side of the story. Um, in the end, it was... Uh, I, will, I won't spoil it too much, even though... Do we say spoilers? Anyway, I, I won't spoil this movie because I don't think we gave our warning. But just suffice to say that um, it did end up with a happy ending. They Everyone made it back in the end, and um, I was very satisfied with it. It was uh, quite enjoyable. I really don't feel it lent itself to a sequel in any way, shape, fashion, or form, but as is, it's uh, really nice. Yeah, I had heard good things, and I was curious of whether or not it really lived up to that, and it, it does seem like it did, uh, which is really kind of uh, nice to hear, because there was so much skepticism about it, you know? Oh, I know, and you heard the things early on in the comments about uh, Gillian's costume and how it's too sexist, and I really don't, well, I didn't, they didn't, I don't, she made a comment of it, too, to say it was ridiculous, and then they just sort of you know went through it, because I guess she's in some ways portraying that early Laura Croft figure kind of thing where, you know, mm. with the midriff is showing in was extremely typical of eighties and nineties video games, which is what they're uh, harping and mocking and, uh, aping, so to speak. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, but no, I, I, it was a great time. I'd recommend going out, seeing it. It's like I said, it's not heavy drama by any means, but it's, it's, it was a lot of fun. It kept me captivated the whole time laughing and it was, it was very enjoyable. Um, yeah, if you got a snow, to, if it's not snowing too hard, John, sneak out tomorrow, grab the kids, and I, I would definitely mm-hmm. say it's something the whole family can, uh, you know, enjoy as a, you know, really as a light, nice fare. You don't need a, uh, you don't need to do a psychological analysis at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that, that might actually uh, be uh, on our short list. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because it's like, as, as usual, it's like, oh yeah, d- good, you know happy family fair that you don't need to have a, a psychological analysis for afterwards. And then I would say, okay, the first thing on my list is the Punisher. <laughs> uh, here, sit down on this couch. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like here, it's a 13 episode, uh, you know, testimony to PTSD. So <laughs> have fun. Um, but I say that in, in a little bit of jest, but I, I actually mean this, this, um, it's not the most accessible of the of the Netflix Marvel shows, but I do feel like for the audience that it's intended for, it is a really strong character piece, and I, I really came away appreciating what they were trying to do with it. Even if I feel like it's it's going to turn a lot of people away, it's it's very violent, um, unflinchingly so in terms of what they. Um, now I've only caught a few episodes. Would you say it's significantly more violent than his portrayal in, Pun- in um, Daredevil? Yes. 
Okay. Especially as you get towards the end, because of course the stakes increase. Um, and you really start delving into it. I would say the first third of it is about standard for what you saw in Daredevil, and, and it's kind of introductory, so it, it's just reminding you of who everybody is. The middle part has some amazing character work. I really love the writing for that. And then the final third is just brutal. Um, so yeah, the uh, that one, I, 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 I want to say I recommend it, but you really need to be in the right mood for it, and you need to be willing to kind of go on the journey. Uh, but it, it is some really good writing and uh, probably not the best thing to try to watch around the Christmas holidays, but that's when it was available, so there you go. Um, probably a little bit more uh, lighthearted, and I, I say that kind of with a question mark because there are moments that are pretty intense and, 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 uh, and just emotionally grueling is um, Runaways. Hmm. Um, it's on Hulu. It's also a Marvel show, but it's, um, it's a little bit removed from everything else. That yeah, it's uh, it's it's we've only gotten through about two thirds of it, I would say, because it's still running. It's not quite over, but I really like the adaptation that they did. It, it actually sticks pretty close to the themes and and the character work for the original comic, um, uh-huh. f- from uh, Brian K. Vaughn, I believe it was. So yeah, it it um, we were actually just watching a few episodes right before we recorded here. So it's uh, fresh in my mind that yeah, we it's it's good work. It's uh, it, it, I think it was originally supposed to be on Freeform or ABC Family as it was before. So it's got a bit of that vibe to it, and it also means that they don't get too racy or or violent. They they do have moments that of course are because they are on Hulu, but I think that it actually is far more family friendly than say uh, the Netflix shows. So, okay. um, but it is really good work. It's it's something that I would recommend. Runaways for sure. We we enjoy watching it, and it it does involve get involving pretty quickly. Um, let's see. As far as uh oh the other show, how could I forget? Um, because we have not stopped referencing it. We actually marathoned Rick and Morty. <laughs> okay, I did over the holiday. I did watch one episode. The uh multiple Rick and Morty's. Okay. The multiple, along with the multiples. Yeah. 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 Um, I couldn't tell you episode to episode cause we literally would, would marathon entire seasons. Um, sometimes, um, which we did it literally around like Christmas Eve, Christmas day, <laughs> probably not what you expect to see on, on a, on, on a major holiday like that. But, um, yeah, we, we really enjoyed it. it. It's obviously very um, it's it's a more adult crude hu- humor than I think most people would would suspect. But uh, it kind of reminds me of South Park in some respects. But uh, it, it's just a lot of fun. We enjoyed it. It, it sometimes made us kind of cringe because it was a little too close to home at, at times. But um, it's it's so quotable, and we there's not a day that goes by that we don't quote something from that, um, which has been a nice bonding experience. To be honest, uh, it's something that you know. The, We've been able to, uh, yeah, get swifty with. So, yeah. Anyone who knows the show will understand that reference. I'm not singing the rest of the song because then we'd have to put an explicit tag on this. So, <laughs> it's that kind of show. Um, good for preteen, for like a middle school and up. Let's put it that way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, South Park. Uh, the Cards Against Humanity age and above. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Any any shows that you binged over the break? Um, uh, well, we'll talk about them later. I binged and caught up on uh, Librarians that I had been, been behind. Um, no, uh, not really. I was running around too much, <laughs> too much to uh, 
to binge anything off the top of my head. No, no, unfortunately not. Ah, that's okay though, because you were uh, away for a bit, so perhaps yes. it was uh, it, the trade-off was uh, in your favor in that one. Um, how about reading? Anything that you uh, were reading while you were on your adventures? Uh, yes, there was. Um, I'm a big Scott Sigler fan. I've uh, been privileged enough to actually been my name included in a few of the few of his books over the years, and um, I know Scott personally, and he's a really nice guy. So I definitely want to help support friends wherever I can. Um, he recently uh, reauthored a book. Um, he, about eight to ten years ago, I believe it was, he wrote this book uh, titled Earthcore, and it's about somebody discovering, basically discovering aliens um, under underground in the earth, in the, like caverns and things like that. And it was about a, a two hundred page book or so, a little bit less. It was independently published, and um, since uh, Scott has begun to rise in prominence and has an actual book publisher, they asked him to go back and revisit the book. He increased the size of the book by a, a little over a third to 300 plus pages uh, adding sections, deleting some and um, uh, just generally uh, you know, more detailed description things of that nature and um, I finally had a chance to sit down over the holidays and read it and it was a um, it was a lot of fun um, I wish I'd read the original to give you an actual comparison but I hadn't but um, it kept my attention every night I try to read through about two or three chapters every night and um, it was just it, it was a very um, suspenseful read um, it's, I would not call it horrific the way that some of his um, some of his titles can be. It was um, pretty close to uh, PG as far as descriptions and things that were occurring. So uh, I don't think it's something that uh, a teenager uh, really has to avoid. It's uh, it's written I think in an accessible way, and it was a real page turner. Uh, the one other little book that I read that I try to read myself at least once a year, and since I technically finished it December eight. December 28th, I don't know if it'll count towards 18, but I reread um, Foundation by Isaac Asimov. It's uh, one of my favorite books. I have it in hardcover, digital, paperback, and at one point I even had an uh, audio recording of it by um, by William Shatner and Nimoy. I can't seem to find it, though. Uh, regardless of that, um, it's, it's a favorite book of mine, so I, choose, I typically try to go back once a year or at least every other year and read through it again, and so I managed to uh, knock that out as well. Yeah, I, I there are certain books that I would love to get back to. Foundation, I, I actually I'm, I haven't been reading Foundation books. I've been reading some of the robot uh, related novels. Uh, it's in, all the same thing. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> strange. We're just on different parts of the timeline. There we go. Back to the beginning of the episode again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, Foundation. Eventually, I want to get back to because I, I find, especially, I think we've talked about this before, that we get some back, back to some of those classics that we've been reading since we were young, and it's it's always interesting to see what things pop out at us as we go through different stages of our lives, and it's like, oh, hey, I never really keyed in on this before, but now this portion is is a little more resonant and so forth. Like Dune works that way with me a lot. The Dune books, there's like passages that suddenly uh, kind of reveal themselves, I guess you could say, over time. Oh yeah, I think that's definitely the foundation of no pun intended of a uh, of a good storyline is that um, you can get different things out of it, and definitely when your perspective has changed just from your age alone and situations you've lived through um, for a, a work of art, be it a movie, literature, radio play, whatever it is, to be able to elicit new things out of you is definitely a testament to the, its quality. Absolutely. 
Okay, let's see. Uh, I actually read less than I thought that I would, and part of that I'll explain in a moment. But um, I finished reading the manga for Full Metal Alchemist, which was uh-huh. uh, yeah, that was my one of my goals. I actually met one of the things I was going goals I was going to meet <laughs> before the end of the year. Yes, and uh, yeah, it was a really good series. Uh, definitely recommend that one. Um, and the the ending was fairly spectacular. It, it was uh, several volumes long, so um, it, it was kind of exhausting to read through, but it was really uh, a lot of fun and so is that identical to the uh to the uh animation version uh i'm sorry full metal alchemist you said isn't there an animated version oh, yes, i mean there's yes, a movie actually, there's i was two oh, <laughs> that's okay. why i was confused i was i thought maybe you were referring to one or the other the 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 very short version of this and i'm sure that if i get it wrong i'll start hearing corrections from roughly 10 feet that way um is uh, that when uh, the author started writing the manga, she uh, was working with someone who decided to make an anime about adaptation, and it was not far into the, the manga's storyline at all uh, when, the, when the first anime was going. So they diverged drastically from the storyline. So what they did several years later uh, was actually do a second adaptation called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is a lot closer to the, the, the manga story with, with, you know, a few things that are more stressed or, or, or downplayed, but it it is a lot closer to the original. But I've actually only seen about, I want to say, 10 to 12 episodes of Brotherhood. It's something that I do feel like uh, I want to go back to eventually, but ultimately I decided that it was uh, more time... <laughs> Uh, manageable to read the manga than try to um, than try to watch the anime at this point. Uh, I can watch the anime and kind of appreciate the adaptation better having read the manga. So, okay. Yeah, but it's it's. I, I think that uh, if, if anyone's looking for a recommendation to watch it rather than read it, Brotherhood is the one that would be the better one to do. I think every uh, most fans are kind of universal about that at this point. And I'm hearing just grumbling over in the... But that's okay. Okay, uh, the the expert, as I like to say, says that it, both are good, but yes, Brotherhood is better. So there you go. Okay, well, yes, we'll take, uh, we'll take that under consideration. That's right. Now, if you're looking for one that would be good for you know that is relatively family friendly, that one actually is a very popular anime that is is uh, it's got some some darker themes to it, but it it doesn't really uh to my recollection anyway it doesn't get into like excessive gore or anything like that like some of the, some of them can uh again i'm getting corrections from the peanut gallery that there are some moments but yes um so d- did you like it? You like it? Like it? Oh yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, uh, as I said, I uh, I do recommend it for sure. Um, now, uh, I, the only reason I was kind of hemming and hawing right there was trying to think of how to say this because the next thing that I tried to read was an, the next uh, culture novel. Um, I think that I mentioned before. You know, Edmund used to to talk about the the culture series, and I'm trying to read them in publication order. And the next one in line was Accession, is what it's called. And I'm about a quarter of the way through it, and I am having a bit of a difficulty getting into it. Um, it's got some interesting ideas, but the plot is moving forward very slowly. Okay, so it's the storyline, not so much the writing? No, the writing, it, it is actually, too, a little bit obtuse because of the way that certain uh, characters are, their dialogue works, because they're more like artificial intelligence. So it, it, it is a little bit obtuse in that regard as well. But I think the plot just is taking a while to get moving. 
and that's not helping. Okay. So, I am trying to push through though because I I do find that I at least enjoy the the ideas once things get moving in the in those uh, in those novels. So yeah, we'll see how that goes as as we move along in 2018. Um, let's see, we're getting to. Uh, let me see where we are on our time here. Uh, as I said before, we're probably going to have only two shows and probably a little bit shorter because, again, it's it's been a holiday. We've been doing other things that don't really fit into our usual topics and format. But uh, uh, let's see. I do know that soon, uh, and, and I, I am curious, Gary, what, what are your thoughts here? As uh, I believe in a week or two, uh, Black Lightning is coming. Um, what, what Based on what you've seen, what are your thoughts on that? Um. I I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm not sure how much. Um, again, well, let me put it this way: uh, DC is definitely playing very loose with continuity from a comic book point of view, but I don't think that's a problem. Um, I felt that um, the Black Lightning character Jefferson. Jeez, oh I wish I, I honestly I'm not even sure of his uh, his regular name, but um, he's been portrayed uh, very lightly. Um, primarily as a, uh, I believe, a, a teacher. And he's sort of a guy you can always count on to pitch in, and they never really, I never really felt like they developed him that much at all. So um, I'm looking forward to actually getting some better character development. And um, it looks like um, I enjoy this, I don't want to call it a failed superhero, but from at least what I glean from the trailers and promos, he was very active as a superhero and then stopped, and now he's returning again. And I sort of like that idea of him re- sort of coming back to, I'm not sure why, to do good or because he's forced to, but this idea that um, I have a sense like the change is forced upon him rather than him choosing to do it, and I like the drama that that might ensue. So, um, fingers crossed, it looks good. I, I I know you've talked about that they are not planning to merge it by any means with the rest of the CW superheroes at this point, so um, I'm still okay with that. It does look like it's going to be a very dark and gritty show, and if they... I think if they overlapped it, uh, it, it would uh, the comparisons to Arrow would be too strong. Uh, maybe by keeping them separate, um, it might be given more of a chance to find its own way, rather than just say, "Oh, dark superhero, look." So um, that, that's my hope, at least. Yeah, I, I'm not as familiar with the property, so it's hard for me to really say what I'm looking forward to so much as maybe because it's not supposed to be uh, tied to the Arrowverse slash DCW that maybe they can go into some areas and, and explore some ground that really that large universe can't do yet. So let's see. Um, yeah, you kind of mentioned it before that there is some ongoing controversy around um, the last Jedi. And honestly, I mean, I think my comments during our review <laughs> stand, if anything, I, I underscore them very strongly as we go through this constant debate. Uh, what was very interesting to me is that a lot of it seems to be around people saying that, oh, you know, they took too many liberties with the story and diverged too much from the way that it should have been. And just in recent days, I've seen an article where they pretty much proved out that a lot of the ideas from the from this movie and The Force Awakens came right from some original ideas that Lucas pitched for a sequel trilogy before the sale to Disney. Well, you know, as I as I, I read some of the criticisms since we first talked about the movie, um, I I won't say that I'm fanboy crazy about uh, about some of some of their issues and hopping on them their bandwagon. I have my own bandwagon of issues that we'll talk about in a few weeks. But um, anyway, um, but to to cut that short, um, I understand in a lot of ways I feel that 
when they talk about that the this was really a closing off of the old franchise, so to speak, in a lot of ways. Um, we sort of uh, the Skywalker family for a large extent now is pretty much extinguished and gone. We don't we no longer have that. Um, you know, we know pre- preemptively that with Carrie Fisher dead, that they're probably going to have to do something quite quickly in the next movie with uh, with uh, Princess Leia, or General Leia, rather. And uh, so we know that, yeah, in a sense, the Skywalker dynasty is over, and that's pretty much what the first six movies have been about to a large mm. extent. And um, while I don't discredit them giving this sense that, oh, you don't have to be a Skywalker. Everyone has their own bit of importance to add to you know, add to a cause and stuff like that. I'm not disputing that, but it just it changes the narrative of the um, of Star Wars as it had been presented up to this point. And a lot of people enjoyed that format. They liked the uh, quasi Arthurian legends of uh, a man, a boy coming from nothing, pulling out a sword and be, you know and and winning the day. Uh, you know, people in, enjoyed. Finding out that uh, you know, watching this down down in the luck little boy, and finding out that he has a special destiny. People enjoyed that type of storytelling, and now they want to push it to sort of more of an everyman, where anyone could step in and make a difference and change the world for a positive thing. It's a fine message. It's just it's not what the narrative has been, and so people are sort of upset where they enjoyed much more of I'll call it a, a fanciful tale, rather than some um, rather than more of this the populist. Um, uh, type of um, ideas that were put forth in this. They also killed a lot of, um, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, things that people were hoping for. Uh, Snoke was eliminated, and we never got any background where that was a big point of contention between these two movies. Was people arguing back and forth, trying to figure out what his significance is, and it was literally brought to zero. <laughs> um, so you know, you had this big buildup, and people were left flat. So I, I understand that as well. Um, you, I, I've had some friends who um, felt that the um, uh, Finn and um, Poe Dameron um, ongoing friendship slash relationship was destro- pretty much destroyed in this, as they had very little time together throughout the film, and that their budding relationship, in whatever form it might take, uh, had the break suddenly put towards it to it with the introduction of the Rose character. So. Um, you know, there, so there's a lot of people who had high expectations for where this film went, and uh, a lot of them felt like they had the rug pulled down from under them. So you have a change in, in story dynamic. You have high expectations that really weren't even addressed in a, for a several points, and and a lot of people felt that, in a sense, the um, that the uh, that they were thumbing the nose at the um, at the old Star Wars, if you will, beat everywhere from Kylo Ren's chucking down of his Vader-like helmet to Luke Luke chucking the lightsaber over his shoulder behind him. Um, you know, they just felt that this was just, um, you know, to the to them being defeated at the uh, Rebel base. It was just um, felt like they were, you know, basically uh, destroying everything that had been built up, or at least mocking it. So I can't say I disagree with some of their opinions, but I'm just not, I'm not in a fever pitch about it either. Mm-hmm. I felt that I don't want I don't want eight more movies like the first eight. Uh, we do need to move forward and go on to something else. But yep. for people who have held, held their, you know, for people who waited between the first three to the second three, who never expected and were enjoyed to hear that uh, Disney was coming through with these, um, you know, I can understand people wanting more of the same, and they're not getting it anymore, and they're a little upset. They were hoping to see more of it. Gosh, gosh knows, I would have loved to seen us, you know, 
uh, some of the extended universe brought over, like the solo twins and things like that, that, that are all gone now. But um, that we get drips and drabs here and there of um, you know extended universe stories squeezed in. But yeah, it's completely different, and it's going to be new. Guess what? You know, Star Wars was new when it came out. People hated Empire when it came out. What do you mean he's his father? Where the hell did that come from? Da 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 da. You know, so so I won't say that I'm not sympathetic to their causes, but I I don't want these. Uh, rehashes, uh, no matter how they juggle them around. As uh, one point, person was uh, comparing this to Empire. Uh, oh, they in Empire they started off on a on an ice world. On this one, they ended up in an icy world. I said, I said and uh, they drew a few different parallels. How much the uh, this um, uh, this this current Star Wars movie took away from Empire in its uh, I don't want I don't know if homage or just inspiration. But I said I saw their points glaringly in some ways, and I said, oh, that's uh you know, it's well well stated that we. I don't want to keep rehashing things. I want new, and um, yes, things have to go by the wayside. Uh, I'm trying to. My son and I were uh, talking about how old is R two D two now. If you take him back, that he was working on on that new Naboo cruiser all the way back in the day for Prince Al- Ar- uh, Amidala, he's got to be over a hundred plus years old for a droid. I mean, this you know, and some of these people are you know in their sixties and seventies. They're not out there fighting a battle. I can't imagine even this Luke with all his strength hanging from an AT-AT trying to slice it with his lightsaber. It just—it doesn't work anymore, guys. We have to—we have to keep going forward. I think that's really what it comes down to: is that yeah, you have to keep moving forward. I mean, I understand some of the frustrations, but at the same time, I think that. Um, it doesn't always work this way. We know this. Those who have been listening for almost 850 episodes now know that sometimes we, we, uh, you know. <sighs> We, we, we will be unhappy if people subvert our expectations to too to high a degree. But I think in this case, you were right. I mean, we've seen the same thing for seven movies. Now, eight, the eighth movie kind of takes us in a different direction and subverts expectations. Maybe that's a good thing. Um, and as you said, it's not the first time that that happened. I mean, the, the most infamous example of subverting expectations was The Phantom Menace. <laughs> That people had oh. expectations it would be good. Uh, but <laughs> it was too easy. It was hanging right here. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, the more that we can, um, the more that we get something new out of the property and, and out of the franchise is good because if they if you, they just keep doing the same thing over and over again, then that opportunity that Disney gave for the franchise to grow is just going to die on the vine. Because you can only repeat yourself so many times. Car Street. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, and the other thing, too, is that, again, it, it, the people who are saying that this is going too far, well, you know, again, the, these were ideas that were pitched right from the start. And they were revised, perhaps, and maybe not revised in the way that people would like. But, you know, Ben Solo, or whatever, you know, I think he actually was going to be Ben Solo, um, was always going to kill Han. That was always in the plan, uh, right from the beginning. Uh, Luke was going to be in the position that he essentially is in this movie, and Ray was going to be the one to kind of bring him out of that funk, so to speak. So a lot of these things were already pitched and then just modified. So I, th- I think people, uh, my message on that is, or, or my thought on that is that, okay, you know, um, we were probably going to see something along these lines no matter how things panned out with these movies. So I would really kind of trust them to kind of just take us on a journey and and maybe who knows after some time it may turn out that these changes and these new avenues are are actually exactly what the the franchise needed so 
All right, I think that we are going to go ahead and wrap this particular episode up, and when we come back next time, it will be our episodic discussion. So, until then. And so ends another epic episode of The Critical Myth. If you want to leave a comment for this show, head over to vognetwork.com. Not only can you find links to the podcast version of each show, but there is a dedicated forum, a ton of written reviews, and related articles by the crew throughout the site. For the written reviews, you can even leave your own review. So let us know if you agree or not. You can also leave comments on our Facebook page, Critical Myth, on Twitter at Critical Myth, or Google Plus under The Critical Myth Show. Any and all use of copyrighted material is only intended for discussion, commentary, parody, or educational purposes, in accordance with U.S. Code Title 17, also known as Fair Use. In other words, please don't sue us. And of course, the statements and opinions of the Critical Myth crew are not necessarily those of the VOG network, its partners, or affiliates. But let's face it, we're probably right anyway. Until next time, watch, watch, read, read, and listen, and listen, and believe, and believe in the, criti- in the Critical Myth.